Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast's Wine Business Talk series. Every Thursday, we will be connecting with our Italian Wine Podcast listeners all over the globe on all things wine and business. This podcast has been brought to you by Colangelo and Partners, the leading fine wine and spirits agency in the U.S. Visit Colangelo and Partners at www.colangelopr.com. Hello, welcome to Wine Business Talk on the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Colangelo. One of the keys to building a successful wine brand is building relationships with the trade to get your product onto shelves and on wine lists. Today, we'll speak with Aaron Sherman, CEO and co-founder of 750, the largest online marketplace for wholesale wine and spirits in the U.S., where wineries and importers connect with distributors and retailers manage product content, and share up-to-date brand profiles with the trade. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Juliana. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we get into today's conversation on technology and wine and 750, you know, Italy originally inspired you to get involved in the wine industry from, from what I read and what I hear. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, that is true. I studied abroad in Italy during my second year of college, uh, which is actually where my co-founder and I didn't meet, but where we kind of formed a bond and, and actually both formed a bond around Italian wine and food and the role it plays in the culture out there. And we luckily befriended a group of Italians out there that were huge foodies and wine people. And I remember they introduced us to a bottle of Poggio di Sotto Brunello di Montalcino. And that was the aha moment for me. I think for Gianfranco Franco as well. And uh, we were determined after that experience to come back to the States and, and work in the industry. What a great story. That's that's incredible. So here we are today in the Italian Wine Podcast. So very fitting. So we're super excited to have you here. So throughout this whole series, we're talking about how wineries can better use technology to reach their audiences, both trade and consumers. So today we're going to be focusing on the trade. So to start off, tell us a little bit more about 750. How does it work? So 750's mission is to power a connected supply chain in beverage alcohol. And the way that that has manifested is across a few different products that are all kind of interconnected inside of a, a single technology ecosystem. So the core of it is a marketplace online between alcohol distributors and the buyers in wine shops, restaurants, liquor stores, bars. And it gives the buyers the first really comprehensive view of everything that's available to them to buy from distributors in the market. And it lets them order efficiently across all of those distributors. And then for the distributors, it gives their sales reps a set of tools where they have access to content about the brands they're selling and let them kind of organize their sales process and communicate relevant information and make proposals to their customers in a really efficient way. And, and these things all operate on the same technology. So it really streamlines the communication process. And, you know, that's reached a lot of people in the trade at this point. We have over a thousand distributors across the U.S. that are on the platform, you know, over a hundred thousand buyers in retail that have access to it and use it for search and discovery and placing their orders online. And more recently, we've built an access point for importers and wineries so around 5,000 of them that are using it at this point. And it's really a streamlined way for them to get information about the U.S. market, kind of understand state by state what is being sold by who, as well as a more streamlined way to kind of communicate about their, their own products and get that information into the hands of the people who might be selling it 
and ultimately buying it in retail. Right. So, yeah, we, we all know how complicated America's three-tier system is, especially for, for wineries and, and importers that might be operating outside of the States, for example, in Italy. So it sounds like what with 750 is doing is making the communication and the information all streamlined in one place and, and digital as well. Yeah, here in the U.S., uh, as, as is the case, I think, in most of the rest of the world, much of the business was run on pen and paper. And I think we were one of the first companies to come in and build some kind of modern web technology around digitizing all of the information and, and digitizing the, the buying and selling process. Still a lot to do, but, uh, but lots of progress made. Definitely. I think in this last year too, I mean, everyone's, we've all, the industry's woken up a little to the power of digital and, and how important it is to, to digitize a lot of our processes and systems, but 750 was is ahead of the curve in that in that game. So how can Italian wineries utilize a tool like 750 to connect with some of the key players in the system, the importers, distributors, and buyers? You mentioned that more wineries and importers are using the tool these days. So tell us a little bit more about how that works. And you kind of touched on the complexity of the supply chain out here. So, you know, as a winery, they have to find their importer, maybe they find a national importer who can sell their product to distributors across the country, or else maybe they're having to find multiple importers to get that national footprint. But once they're in the U.S., by way of the regulation, they're going to be needing to work with 50 or more distributors in most cases to get a national distribution footprint. And then it's really the the role of those distributors to go out in the market and, and sell their product and represent their products to the retail buyers. And so we think about how to increase the efficiency of the process for wineries to get that information and get visibility in front of distributors and buyers. And that's kind of the unique value proposition that we can offer on 750 is that we have this large audience of kind of the key players that they need to reach in order to sell their products in the U.S. And so there are tools that let the wineries go in, view each state, see exactly who the distributors are that are selling there, what is the makeup of their portfolio. It's a way for them to identify markets where maybe there's an opportunity for the types of products that they're selling, or perhaps distributor portfolios that would be the best fit for what they're selling, as well as just understand competitively what's happening. And then once they're in the marketplace, they have tools to be able to kind of own their marketing message to the retail buyers and make sure that the information that's getting consumed by those buyers when they're in 750, but also the content that's being used by the sales reps at distributors uh, is all kind of managed by the wineries themselves. So that may, they have all the right vintages and pricing and technical information about the wine is all updated in, in one place. Yeah, and it even goes further. They can, if they have an informational one sheet that's brand new that they want to make sure everybody has the consistent information about, they can put that onto 750 once and it's automatically disseminated out into the market across all distributors who might be selling their products, you know, any retailers who might be viewing it in the marketplace. They can upload shelf talkers. If they have an e-commerce design asset that they want to make sure gets on the e-commerce stores of retailers, they can put that out in there as well. So it's really kind of a comprehensive content management and distribution tool. 
Very cool. That's great. So, you know, prior to the pandemic, a lot of the communication you're talking about would sometimes happen at these big trade shows, right? You you walk around and shake hands and look for maybe buyers and distributors to connect with for your brand. So with all of that shut down in 2020 and still shut down <laughs> in this first half of 2021, how is 750 helping U.S. wine buyers discover new regions, wineries, and products? So there's a couple different touch points where where we help with discovery. I mean, the primary one is inside of the marketplace where a lot of what we help the distributors with is making sure that all of the technical attributes about their products are kind of complete. And so it allows a buyer then to go in and say, I'm searching for Montepulciano, but I want a 375 milliliter bottle and I want it to be biodynamically farmed grapes. Show me everything that's out there in the market that kind of fits the criteria of what I'm searching for. And then there's all the content that I mentioned on top of that. So they can really educate themselves about the producer's stories, the specifics of a vintage. And then they have the ability, of course, to connect directly with the distributor who's selling that, set up an appointment for tasting or place that order online. So none of it has to happen in person. And also, you know, we have a, a publication, 750 Daily, um, and also Beverage Media, where we do a lot to try and tell the stories of the people and places and trends happening within the industry. And so that's become a really strong channel for wineries and importers, really anybody across the trade to be able to, you know, engage with with us and, and get their story out into the market. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see an increase in usage or, or people just spending more time in the marketplace on, on 750 during COVID and, and over the last year? Absolutely. We saw a major growth in the amount of online ordering that was happening through the platform, you know, we reached nearly a billion dollars of order volume that passed through the marketplace over the course of 2020. But we also saw deeper engagement from distributors and importers and wineries because this became kind of a central selling tool to make sure that they could stay connected to their customers, continue making proposals, pushing information out that was relevant to those customers. And then of course having that kind of streamlined way for the for the buyers to place their orders or, or get more information themselves. You know, you obviously saw a, a decline in the in the first months of the pandemic from the on-premise and had much heavier engagement from the off-premise as they were, you know, their sales were soaring uh, as everyone was indulging in more at-home drinking. But we've, but we've begun to see that rebound from the on-premise, which is so exciting and, and promising. Yeah, that was going to be my next question was about the on-premise. Obviously, we saw the massive closures and now we're seeing the reopening, you know, now in March, which is really exciting. So what kind of conversations are you having with the on-premise buyers and, and the distributors and brands that are more focused on that side of the market? Is there anything more specific within the marketplace at 750 that they're using to place orders and to, to get access to brands? The on-premise, interestingly, even through the pandemic... You know, there were some that were much less engaged, but we actually saw a decent amount of engagement from the on-premise around just kind of broad search. So they might not have been ordering as much. They were still active trying to figure out, you know, whenever they were able to reopen and kind of get back into the normal swing of things. Um, you know, they wanted to be able to kind of have a competitive beverage program, understand all the options that were out there. It gave them a lot more time for planning. So we actually saw that play out in the data. Um, and now that things are starting to come back online, you, you know, you see those orders starting to pick back up 
as the excitement around, you know, a hopeful potential full reopening is, is right on the horizon. Exciting. So, you know, 750s technology overall, it's made selling wine more efficient in a nutshell to sum it up. But what's next for the platform? We're you know, obviously have expanded into the media space with 750 Daily and now Beverage Media and that partnership, which has been super exciting to see evolve. But what's next? Where do you see 750 moving towards in the future? You know, we're really, really focused on e-commerce and making that that online ordering process more efficient, more valuable in terms of how you can tailor the kind of information that the buyers are able to view around the distributors they purchase from. Also, we're looking at e-commerce on the uh, B2C side. So helping wine shops and liquor stores build e-commerce storefronts. This is actually a new product line for us called 750 Storefronts that uh, gives the, the wine shops all the tools and infrastructure they need to get their inventories online, fully merchandised with content and all of the information, all the rich information that powers our B2B marketplace and have them be able to use that to have a online presence for their consumers. And then all of the billing and shipping and details that go around being able to operate e-commerce, um, we help them facilitate. So we see that, that trend only increasing really at all tiers. The, the need for e-commerce and a more streamlined online buying and selling process. So there's obviously a lot to benefit from for a winery or importer distributor using the platform. But let's say uh, I'm a winery in Italy and I'm new to the platform. Give me a few tips. How do I get started? What are some of the do's and don'ts when using the platform that I should be aware of? The first thing that any winery who's looking to enter the U.S. market should be thinking about is just how can they educate themselves most broadly about their options. And so that's really the, the primary thing that we can help them with. They can, like I was kind of saying before, they can really understand which states might be the best target for them based on who the competitors are, where the opportunities are because of holes um, you know, in distribution as it stands today. And from there, you know, once they have distribution, it's really about engaging with the tools and making sure, you know, they're connecting with all of their distributors, that they're putting their information out and, and keeping it maintained so that the, the buyers engaging have kind of new content and information available to them. Right. Good. Good to know. Helpful, helpful advice. And, and uh, I think what you're saying, understanding the market, where the opportunities are and, and, and doing the homework and research is, is really important. So, you know, we talked about e-commerce and that's come up quite a few times throughout this series about that massive growth and also the lasting impact. But what other changes do you see coming for the beverage alcohol industry, you know, in the next five to 10 years, maybe specifically in terms of e-commerce or elsewhere? I think that given the just massive amount of new products and, and kind of skew proliferation that's happened over the last decade, you have so many unique products that need to help need help finding their home in retail or with the consumer. So I think as a lot of these tools uh, evolve and mature, you're going to see a lot more tailored abilities to market products to specific subsets of retailers uh, or you know specific consumers based on you know ultimately what they want to be buying. So just so more. More specification, hyper segmentation within the market, both you know at the trade level, 
B2B, but, you know, potentially also, you know, B2C hyper-targeting when it comes, you know, to, to social media advertising, right, is is something many other industries are doing really well, as I, I know from the, the targeted ads I get for, you know, clothes and makeup on my Instagram feed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Our industry has been a little uh, slower to adopt there, but with with the renewed and kind of increased interest in e-commerce and building the capabilities really at every tier, you're going to start to see those same those same trends and capabilities um, in terms of, of targeting emerge for, for our industry too. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting time. I think we'll, it'll be a lot changing in, in the coming years, but definitely important to have those building blocks in place. And like you said, kind of do the research up front and make sure you know where the market opportunities are for your brand. It's great to learn more about how 750 can help wineries and importers do that. So thanks for being with us today to to tell us more. Uh, Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you. So thanks again, Aaron, for joining us. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to check out 750 at 750.com and join us next week with uh, Mike Province from 3x3 Insights. Thank you. See you again next week on the Italian Wine Podcast for another episode of Wine Business Talk brought to you by Colangelo and Partners. For more information on this series, you can visit Colangelo and Partners at www.colangelopr.com. And remember to rate our show wherever you listen to our podcasts.